coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Robison, and you have landed on another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. I'm really looking forward to today's episode because I'm just going to share with you not the business of a certain industry, but the business of being an individual. Today, I present to you my friend. He's a business leader. He's a local entrepreneur. His name is Brian Rea. Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself to the Northwest Arkansas Business Radio radio audience and welcome to the show. Hey Adam, it is great to be here and just be chatting with you. Uh, hello NWA. Uh, this is Brian Rea uh, with DBR Bookkeeping, doing business right. Uh, I just started a brand new bookkeeping business here in NWA. I am based out of Fayetteville, um, but I'm actually relatively new to this area. Uh, like many people in this region, I've relocated here recently and I'm just looking for opportunities, love networking, love meeting new people and really just helping people, businesses and everybody succeed. Right. And Brian, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you giving us just a little bit of your time. As we began to prepare for this episode, we realized that, that preparing for this episode is a lot like preparing for a bookkeeping client, right? You like got to sit down, get to know them, mm -hmm. find mm -hmm. out about their interests and what they're about. Um, tell me, uh, let, let's start with your story because you have an interesting story. You've been here, there, and it seems like everywhere. So go ahead and share with us. Start with your just just a little bit about your journey from being born in California and and, and just as far as you want to go there. Yeah, for sure. So yes, I was born in Central Valley, California, uh, in uh, Modesto. Was that? Yeah. No, I was actually born in Manteca. Manteca, California. Hey, that's prettier than Modesto. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been to California, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, basically uh, started in, in the Central Valley, Manteca, to Modesto, into Fresno. And I actually uh, was really into music. Music has been my huge passion in life for most of my life. I was in high school band, and I did that. And I went to college, and I got a degree in music, in trombone performance. I'm a trombone player, brass player. I was a leader. I was a drum major. I'm no, I know a lot of people and there's this is a real big band region mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of great successful programs here in the NWA. Um, so I was part of all that, you know, 25 plus years ago. Uh, so I went to school, got my degree in trombone performance, and I had really had to decide, well, what do I want to do after I graduate from college? Well, let's pump the brakes right there because you get into music, you, you're an exceptional yeah. musician. Did you did you spend any time in, in trying to perform? What what job or oh, career yeah. did you go in when it when it came time well, to? Well, when you're studying. Uh, music at that 18 to 21, right? You're in that kind of conservatory model. You're, you're taking private lessons. You're performing in different ensembles, bands, marching band, jazz band, smaller chamber music, and to develop your skills to be a professional musician. That's like, that's like what kind of what college is. Okay. And so when, when you're at kind of finishing college, you have to decide, well, what, how do I want my career to, to become like mm. to where, where do I want to go? Do I want to become a freelance musician in California? Do I want to move down to LA? Oh, nice. Do I want to, you know, do, do I want to teach private lessons in the region? And I have to make those decisions. And that's what kind of led me to going, well, what about the military? Mm. 
Okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that, that was a bit of a surprise. I thought you were going to pick one of the directions you had talked about. So what made you decide military? Right. Well, the military uh, at the time, uh, this was 2003, 2004. So if you're thinking about history, you know, we were in the middle of Iraq and of Afghanistan. And there was a lot of, you know, a lot of questions and tension about the world. And so I remember the 2000, it was like 2004 election and, and it was about the time I decided to join the military. And I was like, well, I always had a, a, a purpose to serve. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get out and meet other people from around the world and the country. And I wanted to do that in a way where I got, still got to play music. Mm. And I, the military bands, the army bands specifically, they reached out to me and they said, well, you're a great trombone player. You're a great musician. You know, would you like to be part of this? So I auditioned. And I prepared for all that, and they got accepted. And they're like, "Great, let's do this." And they gave me some options of where to be stationed. Wow! They're like, "Congratulations!" Yeah. And so they're like, "There's here, here's here, here's here, and uh, how about Hawaii?" And I'm no like, "No way!" Well, <laughs> Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. Oh darn! I got to get stationed in Hawaii. I mean, I've heard uh, of bad gigs before, but Hawaii? And I was Come like, on, "Man!" Yeah, I was like, "I'm gonna go play music in Hawaii." <laughs> And get paid for it. I love and it. And I was like, sign me up. Yeah. So, of course, I go do the whole basic training. I do all the different, you know, uh, you know, AIT, advanced uh, individual training yeah. for all those military people out there. I did all that, and I got stationed in Hawaii. That's and, incredible. And it was, it was an awesome experience. Yeah, I bet it was. I uh, I remember when recruiters would call me just when I was graduating high school. I've always been a big guy. And so I, I'd tell them, well, you know, hey, I'm, I'm kind of a big guy. And they, they always said, don't worry. You won't be when we're done with you. <laughs> and uh, now that I'm in my late 40s, I kind of wish I would have taken them up on that some 30 years ago. Who knows what would have happened. Um, okay, so you choose the military. You get into the military band. How long are you in the military? military and then uh, i guess you're not in the military anymore yeah. so let's talk about that transition yeah so i was in the military for just over eight years wow. i okay. was stationed in hawaii i also was deployed to iraq uh, and i spent over there for a year in mm. 06 07 i came back to hawaii i was stationed in south korea in seoul so I lived over there hmm. um i lived in alabama and virginia and stationed in san antonio texas My so goodness. i got to you know some really great experiences um, and then I had, you know, about that eight and a half year mark, I had, you know, kind of a choice to make. I was like, well, you know, do I get in? Do I get out? You know, still wait. Mm-hmm. So, um, the opportunity to, to get out was presented and I was like, well, I'm use my GI bill and go back and pursue music at the more academic, you okay. know, collegiate level. Yeah. Okay. I think that by this uh, phase, I transitioned from being a, just a trombone player to being a conductor, wow. to being a leader, to being a, a, a person in front. And I always felt, uh, really compelled to be a conductor mm-hmm. and I wanted to go again, get more education, more training for that. So yeah, I want to stop you right here because I think this is really interesting. Uh, before I knew you, and this may sound incredibly absurd, but <laughs> before I knew you, I always thought of a conductor as someone who just, you know, kind of made sure the band got through the piece and stayed with rhythm and with time and everything else. But, but since then I've learned a conductor is actually a real leader of people, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, talk about the leadership that goes on when you're in that position as a conductor. Yeah. So, and that's what really drew me to it is that, you know, the conductors inspire the musicians 
who are making the music that inspires the audiences. I love that. Like, think about that. Like, the, you know, the musician, you're sitting there just playing and you're just like, whatever, and playing my notes. But that conductor is there to like really guide and inspire you as the musician to perform. Hmm. And that's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. So, and it's all uh, mostly through nonverbal communication, strong eye contact, you know, your use of hands and gesture, your body language. And that's just on the musical side of it. Then there's the knowledge and communicating verbally in rehearsals, that leadership to, you know, get people to collaborate and listen to one another. I love that. And I think that's, you know, uh, I always felt as a musician, I was like, and in our world, we just need to listen more. Mm-hmm. Just listen to each other. Listen and be open to what you're hearing and the sounds around you and collaborate it to make harmony. Absolutely. I've, uh, I've, I've mentioned just a handful of times since we kicked off Northwest Arkansas Business Radio that, I, that I'm a big leadership guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. where I, I kind of like to sit and camp and emphasize the importance of, of leadership in various contexts. I know that when I'm up in front of a room, I and I feel like the audience is in the palm of my hand. There's no better feeling, right? <laughs> What's it feel like as a conductor when you know you're in that zone and you're making great music and you can feel the energy of the audience behind you? What's it like? Take oh, us in that moment. It, it, it is truly one of the most magical places I think to experience. There, there is certain magic when you're playing and making the music and there's certain magic for when you're in the audience and you're listening to the the final product but when you're the conductor you're right there Mm. like you know front literally front front row seat and you're not just there but you have effect you know if they want to go if you want to go faster you can go faster you want to go slow down and slow slow down you want to play louder or softer Mm. you have like this kind of control but you don't have that control because you don't really have, it's not like you have knobs and buttons to control the levels of the ensemble. Right. You really have to have that rapport to build that relationship with people to go like, hey, and they have to respect you and trust you that you're going to actually, hey, if I show you play softer, they actually respond to it and do that. Hmm. And it's that, it's that type of relationship, you know, this very like nonverbal mm-hmm. professional, Hey, we're working together to make a great product. Yeah. But it's absolutely symbiotic oh, and yeah. exchange yeah. from the eyes and mm-hmm. nonverbal behavior. Wow. I didn't know that this was going to be such a thing for me to, uh, dig into, but that, that's just so cool to, uh, I could just imagine myself in that kind of situation. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. So before we leave the topic of the military, I'm, I'm just curious, like what in, what, what inspired you to, to look into the military? Um, and then specifically, how has that decision impacted both your personal and professional life years later? Yeah. So at the time here, I am just finishing college and trying to figure out what I want to do. I knew I wanted to be in music. I wanted to play, but I really wanted to travel. I wanted to meet new people and I wanted to expand my knowledge because before I joined the military, I was all music all the time. That's all I knew. Marching Mm -hmm. band and trombone and brass playing. That's all I thought about 24 seven. And I knew deep down in my heart, I was like, I probably should branch out and diversify (laughs) myself as a person Mm -hmm. and grow as an individual in other ways. Okay. That is, that would, that would be good. So 
I think that's why I really kind of went that way. And I was, and I saw the military as a way to diversify and grow. And you talk about, you know, professional and, uh, professional development. Well, then the military gives you all these great skills of leadership to give you, you know, you go to basic training and you meet drill sergeants and you're shooting weapons and you're, you're doing things that typical musicians don't necessarily do. And I want to say I was most, the most hua, mm-hmm. as we say in the military, <laughs> soldier. Uh-huh. And I, you know, but I, it was great just to do something that was not music all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really embraced that experience. And I think it's really kind of what helped drive me to be the person I am today. Okay. Now, one thing you said I thought was interesting. You, you actually did spend some time in Iraq. Mm-hmm. You went into the military um, uh, auditioning to play music in the band. Mm-hmm. Was your work over in Iraq? Did it, did you get to play any music, or was that all just you know business? Yeah, I actually did. Okay. So so part of my mission was to play music for soldiers um, and guests down in Iraq. Wow, um, it, it was as it it part of morale. Okay, right. The soldiers they'd be working all these twelve hour long days, and they would like have barbecues or go to like we had like this random coffee shop on our base, and <laughs> they just want to like just imagine you're far away from home, thousands of miles from home. From your wife, your family, your kids, your husband, everything. And you just go to a little shack to, and listen to American jazz mm. for just an hour. Mm-hmm. And you just close your eyes with a coffee in your hand. And it's like just a bit of home. Wow. And that's what we brought to our soldiers. I love that. And, and that was part of our mission. Now, all our part of our mission was, you know, we had to do some security stuff for checking IDs and, you know, watching doors and, you mm-hmm. know, those type of things as well. Um, but it was kind of a dual type of thing, but you know, we always love playing music. We always love really trying to, you know, entertain our soldiers and just try to get get them to decompress from the very stressful life of deployment. What a critical mission, man. Mm -hmm. That's super. I love that. Um, I've always had military friends. Uh, A lot of the kids that I used to teach in high school left high school and went into the service. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, having a relationship with, with several, uh, current and former soldiers, um, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of them how much they appreciate your work uh, when they're over there serving in their tours as well. Um, so clearly a talented musician, uh, but you didn't want to just rest on those laurels. You decided you <laughs> wanted to kind of fill out your life and pursue yeah. other yeah. strengths, mm-hmm. including entrepreneurship. Now, uh, I've had many adventures entrepreneurship was probably one of the tougher ones that I've ever Mm -hmm. pursued. So how did your background contribute to your decision to become a business owner? Well, as a musician, as an artist and a creative type, um, even before I joined the military and in the military and after I left the military, I went back to school and was teaching in higher education as a college professor for a while. I, I noticed that musicians, there's that idea of like, you know, the, the poor starving musician out mm-hmm. there. And it is a real thing. I know so many great talented people out there who really struggled financially, mm-hmm. um, in their, in their families. And so when I really kind of thought about my, what else I could do in music, um, that wasn't necessarily more music. I was like, well, how can I help these people be successful in their careers? Mm-hmm. How can I help people be successful in managing their money mm-hmm. and making good decisions and how to make their passions be successful? And I was like, well, I thought about, you know, and I was doing that as, as, as a college professor. 
And I was teaching and you know, I was a college band director and I was doing that and it was great. I loved it. I talked about leadership. I was talking about, you know, building your resume, building skills that can help you be successful past college. But then I was really thinking about, well, what other skills are they not teaching in, <laughs> in sure. school? Right. And I was like, you know, nobody taught me about entrepreneurship. Nobody taught me about how to like be a business owner or how to, you know, all those type of things that I've recently discovered. So I was like, that's what I wanted to do. That's what really drove me. Like I want to help people be successful in their passions Mm -hmm. and let them focus on their passions. Mm -hmm. So yes, while I do, you know, that's my probably like my natural niche is the musicians, artists, creative types, but all business owners are like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, they have this idea and they want a product or a service that they are passionate about. And I want them to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. but they need help as we all know in the business community, because they don't know all the ins and outs of maybe bookkeeping or marketing or, you know, all these, uh, networking and, you know, how to do payroll and these aspects that they don't, they didn't think about that. So I wanted to help them. Okay. So, so your bookkeeping work, uh, as DBR bookkeeping, uh, you essentially are pursuing that career and developing that business with a, a real servant's mindset, a yes. servant's heart, for okay. sure. Love for that, sure. man. I think that says a lot about you. Uh, I, I know you pretty well. I'm enjoying getting to know you better. Um, but uh, guys, if you get an opportunity to meet Brian or do business with Brian, that's one thing you'll find is he, he consistently has a servant's heart when he reaches out to others. And and that's pretty cool, especially when you're uh, looking at somebody in the world of business. So so you, you still have all of these talents. When it comes to music, you went to the military, you've, you've started your own business. That's, that seems like a lot. How do you find balance between all of these so that each get the appropriate time they should have from you? Well, I think that's, if you were ask anybody, business owner, entrepreneur, any busy person, uh, balance is, you know, so cruel. It's so, so, so key and crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in my journey, especially in the last year or so, as I really kind of expanded my skills, uh, and getting my certifications in bookkeeping and project management and, you know, bookkeeping courses that I've taken and just trying to start the business and networking, you know, I have to tell myself like, yes, I probably could spend 14 hours a day on all this. Right. And there's that, um, I have to like be patient with the process. And I think that's like my biggest probably advice I'd tell anybody is like, you have to be patient with the process. You just can't be like, right, I started a business. I'm just going to work super hard for 20 hours a day for the next month. And then I'm going to be super successful. Uh, a, you're going to burn yourself out and, and, and you're, you're going to burn your friends and family and you're, you're, you're probably not going to be eating healthy. You're not going to be sleeping very well. Mm-hmm. And for the really the long run, you're not going to be successful. And I think it's the same thing. You know, I think I learned from the, from the military because you have to pace yourself through basic training, through your deployment. You can't get all tense. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there for a year. You got to pace that. And even in higher education, if you're going to pursue a degree, you can't be like, I'm going to be a great student for one semester. And then, well, what about the other seven, eight, nine semesters? That's right. You have to pace that energy. You have to find that balance. You have to be able to like, yes, I'm going to work hard, but I have to take that time to step away and breathe, you know, find a a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I think, you know, um, my life experiences kind of really kind of just keep that in perspective, understanding that I am not going to be successful and have this, you know, million dollar business in a month, three months, six months, that mm-hmm. it is a process and to be patient with it. Okay. So DBR bookkeeping, DBR stands for doing business right, right? Correct. Okay. And actually, um, 
it's actually that's how I sign my emails as a college professor uh, because I'm actually Doctor Brian Rea. Okay. So okay. Uh, when I when I first started my business, I wanted to keep that DBR identity mm-hmm. as part of my brand. It has like, it's catchy, it's fun, it, it's but I don't want an essay to say Doctor Brian Rea bookkeeping. That's right. just that's just a weird name. So yeah. I I took that name DBR bookkeeping, and then I was like, well, what other business things and i was like well there's a b in there and what about doing business right and i really resonated with me because i was like well that's what bookkeepers are trying to do we're just trying to help business mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs do things right mm-hmm. yeah fix things yeah, uh exactly keep people out of jail yeah, exactly. <laughs> make sure taxes occur yeah, and and let people feel confident that mm-hmm. you know like okay i am doing my business right i know that things are being done Sure. Okay. Well, um, I know I'm a part of the networking world with you. There mm-hmm. are a lot of bookkeepers out there. Mm-hmm. How do you position DBR bookkeeping so that it stands out from the rest of the competition? Yeah, well, I think it's my background. It's my story. It's what I have to offer to um, the business owner and entrepreneur. I think with my background in higher education, you know, with, you know, <laughs> nine years of college, I really think I can, you know, understand and relate to that. Um, but I also understand like the military life, um, veterans. I feel like I can resonate with veterans and their service and, mm-hmm. and their families and that perspective. Oh, I can really, you know, connect with that business owner entrepreneur. And I think that's something that's so important because bookkeeping, it's personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm asking clients, I need you to share with me all your financial mm-hmm. information. Oh, how much debt you have, how many loans you have, what, what are you bending, what, uh, buying and spending? These are sometimes very personal things for anybody. Mm-hmm. And so as a, for what I can do is like, I have to develop that trust. I have to develop that rapport with them to say, Hey, I, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, you know, say, Oh, what are you doing? I'm not going to yell at you for, you know, you and your decisions that you're making. I'm here to help guide, mentor and develop you so that you can be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my background with working with people was all over the world in the country can really help me, you know, <laughs> smooth that out as a bookkeeper. Well, I got to tell you, it hasn't been that long since you and I sat down for that conversation. Mm-hmm. I came to you and I said, Brian, I need some help with this business. And and that was even before Business Radio X for mm-hmm. Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas came into existence. I dreaded that conversation <laughs> with you. I, I I love hanging out with you, but I did not want anyone to see what I had done with my money, what I was spending my money on. But you you did an incredible job of of bringing comfort to that situation, uh, helping me maintain my dignity in that situation. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I'm telling Northwest Arkansas Business Radio listeners, when you get ready to go and work with Brian. And, and and he's getting ready to look into your books and help you get everything under control. The fear that you have of having that conversation with Brian is so much worse than the actual conversation <laughs> that you have with Brian. It was actually, a, a, if that kind of thing can be pleasant, it really was. And so I appreciate no, that. I, I appreciate that. You yeah, know, and, it, and that's why we, we, we encourage all those entrepreneurs out there. I was like, it, they are scary conversations. Mm-hmm. You, you are going to have some weaknesses. Absolutely. Um, in your in your business and. You have to, you know, find those connections to help support those mm-hmm. areas that you might not be totally one hundred percent at. Yeah. So, 
I love your story, man. You've you've done just a handful of things that that are are incredible. You you've lived everywhere it seems around the world. In, in what ways do you draw upon some of those unique life experiences, whether it's military service or music or or bookkeeping? Um, in, in what ways do you draw upon those unique experiences to provide the kind of exceptional service that I just talked about for DBR bookkeeping? It's it's the people, mm. Adam. It's, it's all about the people. It's, it's their stories. It's I have met hundreds, maybe thousands of people from around this country, young, old, successful, um, unsuccessful people, <laughs> people who've had you know great relationships, people who had bad relationships, people you know with a lot of kids, people who are single and no kids, and and all their stories. You know, I've really just tried to just take it all in. And I, when I talk to people, there's this openness, mm-hmm. right? There's this approach. I sense that. There's, yeah. a, there's this approach to like, hey, I, I've, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. And I'm still learning mm-hmm. and more about the people that I've grown and network with. And I, then when I talk with business owners and entrepreneurs and I hear and just hearing their stories and like, that's what I want. Like, just tell me what you want. Let's talk about what you're doing mm-hmm. and how I can help with that. And just that experience of like, oh, I know. I know I have a story about that. I know a mm-hmm. guy who I met had a similar story to yours that I can relate to and I can feel like I can connect with those clients to, get to provide that customer service aspect of like, okay, I see what you're looking for. I see mm-hmm. what you need. I see your why you could be motivated to do what you're doing. Absolutely. Because I have my life and my experiences to draw upon. That's so great. I love that. Um, so let's talk about strategies or insights that have been instrumental in growing your bookkeeping business. Uh, who do you look to for leadership or where have you found those strategies or insights that have allowed you um, to, you know, develop and incorporate into your business? So when I started this, I started really from ground zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I got connected with uh, Bill Von Fimetti, uh with Booming Bookkeeping Business. And he is he has a mentorship program for people developing bookkeeping businesses. And it's great. And I'm still part of that. And we, uh, there's a Facebook pr- group. There's a weekly uh, webinar, Zoom meetings. And there's an email and we can ask questions. And it's a great resource for us to like, okay, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> this isn't okay, as scary. This isn't as scary as I thought. So that's one big major resource. And that's more for like the actual bookkeeping aspect. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had to go out and, you know, build a network. Since I just moved to the Northwest Arkansas in August, uh, what, nine months ago, I, I didn't have a real much of a network. Mm-hmm. I had a basically, well, I need to go f- meet people. Right. I need to go, you know, find, colleagues and you know people business-minded people a for just my own sanity and motivation Mm -hmm. but also to help find clients and help find opportunities for that so that's why i really you know i think the networking aspect was huge because then i just kind of start learning ideas about oh you know posting on social media or you know how to use google my business or some marketing tips or how to talk to people or what are some good strategies developing your 30 second pitch and your your minute pitch and and you just get more comfortable with those type of things and that's all because 
I just went out there and was just had that open mind and listened to other people and, and take their feedback and ideas, you know, whether I agreed with them or not. I was like, Ooh, I, I can take something from that. Sure. And I think was like a huge aspect, especially in the last uh, six to nine months was a big part of the growing process to get me from like, I don't know anybody <laughs> to now months later. I was like, all right, I actually feel like I'm much more comfortable with a group and network of people here in this region. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, Let's talk about another L word. We've already talked about leadership, uh, but another word that I'm just as interested in is leverage. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, uh, you've been talking about having to build your network and how your network has been coming together up here for the last nine months or so. Uh, how do you leverage your network? There may be people in the listening audience that don't even understand your, you should leverage your network. So if you wouldn't mind, just share with us a little bit. What does it mean to leverage your mm-hmm. network, and then how do you do it? When I think about my network, uh, I think that the biggest thing is that I'm not approaching everything like I'm trying to sell them. Okay. I'm not trying to get a client. Mm-hmm. I think when I meet other business-minded people, entrepreneurs, all those type of stores, I was like, what do they have to offer? Mm-hmm. What is their story? What is their product? What is their service? Sure. And I want to know about that. And and I'd be sincere about that. Be truly sincere about understanding what they have to offer. And and people were, well, why is that important? And I was like, well, because I was like, when I talk to people, I want to be, when I talk to potential clients, I want to be able to provide not just with them bookkeeping mm-hmm. knowledge and maybe some, you know, business ideas i want to be like well i also know a great insurance person i also know another person who's like oh you're looking to buy a house i know a handful of realtors or a mortgage lender okay uh, you're looking for some marketing side stuff i i have this network and i could provide to my clients mm-hmm. a much better service than just like i provide bookkeeping that's excellent. That's it. I don't know anybody else around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, so how do I leverage? I was like, I want to leverage those, those, those connections, those people mm-hmm. and be sincere with that mm-hmm. and not going like, well, I, I, I'm going to be nice to you so that maybe you're going to refer to me a client. Right. Like, I just don't want to, I think that's not a healthy way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I promote that with others. Like when I reach out to people, Hey, you want to get coffee? I just want to like hear more about your business. And there are people out there like, Oh my gosh, another person just trying to sell me something. Sure. I don't want to, I, uh, sorry, I'm too busy. I don't got this. And I was like, and sometimes I get a little like, uh, you know. well, and it's very much what this uh, radio station here is built on. And that's mm. the philosophy of, you know, givers gain. The yeah, more that you exactly. give to other people, mm-hmm. if you put that energy out there, if you put that effort out there, I believe just a matter of time before it comes back yeah. to you. And so, you know, I, I love catching other people at their best. And I think people are at their best when they're helping other people. Yes. I and agree. Uh, so I love what I'm hearing from you. Uh, I'm going to let you be the, the doctor of the hour <laughs> and, you know, dispense some advice here. Um, what advice do you have for individuals who might be considering entrepreneurship? Maybe it's after a career in the military or after pursuing other passions. Um, what advice do you have for someone that's saying, you know what? I think it's time to jump in the entrepreneur pool. Uh, I, for any veterans out there or people who have a military background or families like that, I, do not discredit your military background. You have experienced things that 
most people in our country have not experienced. Mm, I love you that. You know, that discipline and that, you know, drive and, you know, you know task oriented and leadership and, you know, just, you know, take care of the mission <laughs> the mission first right. right that those those ideals that are in the military are huge and i think some people in the military are like well all i did was fix trucks in the military i don't i didn't take any skills from that like yeah, actually you really did mm-hmm. and i that's so that's why i talk about like veterans i was like go for it like you have skills more than you think you know sure and i think anybody who else has a passion like if you have a true passion for something right then explore that passion Go and research about it. Go find a mentor. Find somebody who you can talk to about it, who's excited about it. And, and then just, you know, build your network, your, your influences around you to, you know, help you answer those initial questions. Like, so what, how do I set up a bank account? Mm-hmm. What about an LLC? What does even an LLC mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's all these questions that you don't might not know. And that's okay. Here's the secret. Most entrepreneurs don't know all of these things. They're just, they really don't. So I don't have to know all the answers to start my own business. No, you don't. Okay. You don't need to know all the answers, but you have to be willing to go out there. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. You have to be willing to go out there and find the answers mm-hmm. and go out to be like, you know, be vulnerable to like, and humble that mm. like, I don't know everything. And that's okay. Because mm-hmm. there is somebody out there who will know something or at least direct you in the right way. Okay. We've just got a few more questions for you. We're just about out of time here. But looking ahead, what are your future aspirations for DBR bookkeeping? You have any exciting projects or mm. collaboration in the pipeline? What's what's next for Brian Rea? Yeah. So I, I'm excited about obviously my business and what the services that I can provide. Uh, I'm always continually, continually trying to learn more about bookkeeping, more about the industry. There's always things to learn about, you know, payroll and, you know, accounts receivable and invoices and, you know, QuickBooks. Uh, I'm QuickBooks certified. I'm a pro advisor and I'm always trying to dig into QuickBooks and how I can better use that program to better use a better serve my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but another uh, new adventure that I'm really excited about, and that's kind of like working with you a little bit that you've kind of introduced me is starting my doing business right podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited about going out there and, you know, talking to entrepreneurs and business owners and really focusing on like some of the questions you've kind of asked me, but getting more into like the, you know, the nitty gritty of those business details mm-hmm. and asking like, what are some lessons learned that they had, and when it comes to like their business, do you wish you had a, a separate bank account? Do you wish you had maybe hired somebody uh, earlier, or maybe you had a better marketing plan? I just want to kind of have those discussions and see what worked, what didn't work, and I'll, I'll be having guests here here from the NWA that I can help promote their businesses and their stories, uh, but more into an aspect of like that new entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you heard it. Uh, Brian breaking some news here as uh, he's announcing that he is going to be producing his own podcast through uh, Northwest Business Radio and Business Radio X called Doing Business Right. And so you be uh, be expecting that as it comes down the barrel here within the next few weeks or so. Um, and I think it's going to be a really, really interesting listen to. So Brian, thanks so much for being here today. I'm curious. I, I know you've got some social media stuff out there. If somebody wants to follow you or follow DBR Bookkeeping, what's mm-hmm. the best way to do that? Yeah, so I do have a website, uh, 
dbrbookkeeping.com, actually created by a local entrepreneur here, uh, Jacob Morton of a Blue Anchor. I'll give All a right. shout out to my friend and colleague. I just saw Jacob a few hours yep. ago. I didn't know he did your website. Yeah, he did my website. So I, I, I am on, also on Facebook. Look for DBR Bookkeeping. And I'm also on Google. If you were to start searching, you know, DBR Bookkeeping, you know, NWA or Fayetteville, uh, I should be popping up right there. And that will give you links to my website, to my social media, and just my updates of what I'm doing as well. Outstanding. Well, Brian, on behalf of our Northwest Arkansas Business Radio audience, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's fascinating. Uh, it's the second or third time I've heard it, and I was still <laughs> riveted by the detail and, and learning more about you and, and DBR bookkeeping. That's all the time we have today for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Again, my name is Adam Robison, and we will see you next time.